entrepreneurs, business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got a long way to go. Yes, we all got a long way to go. Welcome to the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf the show for entrepreneurs, business owners, and business leaders. I'm Marty Wolf, your host for the Business Builders Show, but along with my executive producer, D.C. Taylor, we will be your guides on this learning journey. Let me tell you my super objective in being with you today. I want to enthusiastically share stories and information to inspire leaders. And if you're listening to the show, that's you, by the way, so you can inspire others. My guest today is Dr. Wayne Baker. Wayne, how are you, sir? Very good, Marty. Glad to be on your show again. Yeah, it's great. Uh, Wayne Baker wrote an outstanding book that is titled, All You Have to Do is Ask. I'll repeat that. All You Have to Do is Ask. That alone should get your attention. But let me do a formal introduction. Wayne Baker is the Robert P. Tomei Professor of Business Administration and Professor of Management and Organizations at the University of Michigan Ross School of Business and Faculty Director of the Center for Positive Organizations. Wayne Baker is a frequent guest speaker, management consultant, and a founder and board member of Give and Take Incorporated, developers of the Givitas collaborative technology platform based on the principles in his new book, which we're going to be talking about. Wayne has published five books and numerous scholarly articles appearing in venues such as Harvard Business Review, Chief Executive Magazine, and MIT Sloan Management Review. Wayne has earned his PhD from Northwestern University, who I think just recently beat beat Penn State in basketball, by the way, Wayne, and was a postdoctoral research fellow at Harvard University. And Wayne lives in beautiful Ann Arbor, Michigan, with a couple of friends of our show, Ari Weinswig and Rich Sheridan. Good guys, right, Wayne? Uh, very good guys, absolutely. <laughs> very good guys. Uh, you know, we're, talking, we're going to introduce Zingerman's during our conversation today. So the title of the book, again, is All You Have to Do is Ask. Subtitle says, How to Master the most important skill for success. So let's start this way, Wayne. Um, what research, study, and experiences led up to you writing this book? Well, the initial insight can be traced back 21 years. Um, so I'll try to be brief and not cover all 21 years. Okay. Uh, but it was when Cheryl Baker and I created um, an activity or a team activity called the Reciprocity Ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, a facilitated process for uh, helping people ask for what they need and give help to other people, fulfill their requests. And back then when we created this activity, I thought that getting people to give, to help, was going to be the problem. And it was never the case. People were incredibly generous The real problem was getting people to ask for what they need. Hmm. And I actually had to start shifting my introduction to talk about, you know, why it's important to ask, how it's related to your success, some of the common obstacles to asking, how do you formulate an effective request and so forth. And so it was really interesting. And so what I've done during that time is collect a lot of different tools that enable individuals, groups and organizations uh, to unlock generosity by getting people to ask for what they need. Hmm. 
20 years. Wow. We talked about that when I was at the University of Michigan Ross School of Business, um, and we think it's about three years ago where we did an interview, and I, I remember talking about that and actually looked at that at the time. And we'll come back to that, the uh, reciprocity uh, ring in a, in a second or two. So, Wayne, talk to me about when you, what do you mean by the power of the ask? The power of the ask. Talk to me about that. Well, I've learned that there's no giving without receiving. There's no receiving without giving. And it's the request that drives the entire process. Mm. So Richard shows that 70 to 90% of the help that is given in the workplace is in a response to requests for help. But most people don't ask. Mm. So that, that means all the answers and resources are just sitting out there wasted and unused. And it's the, it's the ask that really drives the process. And that's where the power comes from. And I found that when people ask for what they really need, incredible things can happen. We're going to talk about my assessment score later on. Apparently, I don't ask enough or I don't do it well, but we're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, so in terms of uh, an ask, um, I guess you asked Adam Grant, uh, who we all, most of us know, Adam Grant, before you really knew him well, and that was a form of an ask. So talk to me about that, Wayne. That's right. Uh, Adam earned his PhD uh, here at the University of Michigan. And of course, I knew him when he was in, in the program here. And he was back then, he was already known as a very generous, very helpful, super smart guy. And I was going to run the reciprocity ring for a group at the university. And for some reason, I was unable to do it. I had a conflict. And instead of just saying no, because uh, I felt bad about saying no, sure. I said, let me see if I can find someone else. And I thought of Adam, who I didn't really know very well at the time, but I asked him if he would do it. And he said, sure. And he recruited uh, Justin Berg, who was an undergraduate at the time, who was now a professor at Stanford Business School. And uh, yeah, so that was the beginning of, um, of a beautiful relationship. Actually, a professional well, uh, one as well, right? That's right. Yes. So uh, when we created the company Give and Take Inc., um, we asked Adam if he would uh, join. And so he's an advisor to the company. And of course, Give and Take is the name of his famous book. So we mm -hmm. asked for permission to do that as well. And he's uh, been working with us on developing that digital technology. So mm -hmm. I mentioned the reciprocity ring. Mm -hmm. Now imagine doing that's It's a small group activity. Uh, but imagine doing it with thousands of people through your computer, your iPhone or your iPad. And that's what the technology is called Givitas. It's like the reciprocity ring uh, writ large. Hmm. Yeah, think of the power of that. And there's some pharmaceutical companies that have classic stories of that, of asking for help. And uh, yeah, there's all kinds of classic stories there. So I went on and I did the assessment, which I believe, validate this for me, that I went to all you have to do is ask Dot com. All you have to do is ask.com. And I found this giving a asking assessment. I got an individualized report. So tell me about this assessment that we can find on the website. I developed this assessment with one of my PhD students, Hillary Hendricks. And we wanted to come up with, a, you know, it's a relatively short assessment. It's 14 items, only takes about three minutes to do, but we validated it as a way of really assessing where people are on both giving and helping. And we have since used that assessment through the website um, to have thousands of people who've done it, and we've mapped that. And what we found is that the most 
common category is the category that you're in. It would be the generous giver. That's the person who gives much more than they ask. Uh, the extreme form of that I call the overly generous giver. Mm -hmm. And I know it's heresy to say that you can give too much, but it's true. Sure. Uh, if you don't take care of yourself, if you burn out, if you compromise your resources or your ability to, to follow through on your commitments, you know, that's being too generous. And so you need to put some bounds on that. But mainly, you need to balance it by asking more. So that's the, the what we found with the assessment is that most people are in that generous giver category. Um, the opposite of that is what we call the selfish taker. Not a lot of people there, but there are some people there. Those are people who have no trouble asking, but they don't give much help. But over time, their pro productivity declines because people stop helping them because they see what they're up to. There's a, a third category. There's four in total. The third one is the lone wolf. And um, that's probably the, the most tragic place. Those people don't give. They don't help. They're really disconnected. <laughs> uh, you know, but the best place to be is the fourth category, what I call the giver requester. That's true for an individual, for a team, or an entire organization where you generously, freely help other people and you ask for what you need. What kind of feedback are you getting from that, either verbal, emails, or whatever? Um, you said you have a, a bunch of data points there, but what kind of feedback are you getting, either from individuals or teams? Talk to me about that. Well, the wonderful thing about writing a book like this and having an assessment available um, is that people read the book, they take the assessment, and they put it into action. So the book was just published in January mm -hmm. of 2020, so it's just out. And I've been receiving, you know, LinkedIn contacts or emails of people telling me about the incredible success that they have achieved by following the advice that's in the book. Mm -hmm. uh, I, had, I had one person said that he had um, read my book. He had scheduled, he read it the night before a critical sales meeting with the CEO of a very large company, mm. um, modified what he was going to do and how he was going to ask based on what he learned in the book. And he was writing me to tell me that, it worked um, wow. that uh, he got a really positive response and he and the CEO of this big company are are planning the next steps of how they're going to implement, you know, what he had asked for. Now, he didn't tell me all the details about the ask. I presume that's confidential, but he wanted me to know that, you know, applying the, the advice in the book uh, made a huge difference for them. And I've seen that at the team level as well. I mean, I see that yeah. routinely when I use there, – there's a lot of different team activities I write about in the book. Yep. And we yep. use them in a lot of different settings. Yep. And some really amazing things have happened. People have gotten help on personal things. have actually, you know, even – we have one case where it saved someone's life. Um, and then amazing things have been done in the professional sphere as well. Yeah, I'm going to go off script a little bit. But you wrote the book, so you know the answer. Um You've been doing this for 20 years. You're probably still swimming uh, against uh, swimming upstream or against the headwinds. Um, am I right there? Because people have been drilled into their heads that it's more important to give than to ask or to take. Am I correct? Are you still facing those headwinds? Well, I, I think we are facing those headwinds, but um, we're gaining traction uh, because people – see the results when they put these methods into practice and their experience becomes the evidence they need to convince themselves that that this will work. In fact, I tell people, you don't have to believe it. Just try it. Try it. You wow. know, try the tool, you know, pick a tool, you and your team, pick one of the tools I write about or one for you individually. Uh, commit to trying it for 45 days and yeah. then decide. 
And invariably, people say, okay, at the end of that, I get you, know, it. Yeah. you do it, and then you figure out, oh, it actually does work, and then you update your belief about it. Amazing. So my guest is Wayne Baker. He is Dr. Wayne Baker. He's at the University of Michigan. Uh, the website you want to go to, there's two. I'll, I'll see the first one. All you have to do is ask.com. Um, you can see all about the book. You can see about the assessment that we're talking about. And you have the other one, the Givitas, right, that you want to talk about? So what, mm -hmm. what, can, what can we find there? Give us that website. Well, Givitas is the digital platform that enables people in large groups, very large networks, to give and get help from one another. It's all built around that uh, wow. particular purpose. Wow. Uh, so far, the Givitas communities have been closed communities, but we have opened four of them up. Uh, wow. One has to do with people interested in human resources, another Givitas for leaders. Um, there's Givitas for women at work and Givitas for those in the people analytics community. And anyone can go into those and to and participate. The way you find them is uh, to go to this uh, website. It's Givitas.com forward slash free. So that's G-I-V-I-T-A-S, Givitas.com slash free and i'll put that in the show notes also wow that's a great opportunity i feel like we're kind of have breaking news here dc taylor you know oh, we're like yeah. supporting this this oh, is yeah. exciting you know yes absolutely this is great all right so uh back to the book part two it says get started now figuring out what you need and asking for it figure out figuring out what you need and asking for it so you talk about someone who is now, I believe, is still now a managing partner at Zingerman's. Why don't you tell me that story? That'll reveal what the chapter's about, correct? Right. So the, the key to the process is to make a thoughtful request. Um, and that means first being clear on the goal, what it is that you're trying to do or accomplish, uh, and then figuring out okay, with that goal in mind, what's a resource that I need? It could be information, financial uh, investment, uh, a brainstorming session, expert advice, a referral or connection, the list goes on and on. Um, and then asking uh, that in an effective way. And we could talk about those uh, criteria for an effective request uh, in a little bit. Uh, but the person you're referring to at Ziggerman's is the most recent managing partner, Ji-hae Kim, mm -hmm. um, and her fabulous uh, – uh, upscale Korean restaurant here in Ann Arbor called Miss Kim. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she started um, working at Zingerman's, um, you know, in the uh, in the delicatessen, mm -hmm. you know, making, you know, a basic wage, um, slowly learning the business. And uh, she entered their path to partnership, which is this kind of a long involved process by which yep. you need to be asking for things that you need, opportunities to uh, learn how to cook at scale. Uh, opportunities to learn about um, supply logistics, to learn about, you know, the finances for managing a business and so forth. And so she made a lot of requests mm -hmm. uh, from the main partners there, Paul and Ari, including, you know, investing in her, taking a trip uh, to Asia to research more about, um, you know, regional cuisines. And so, you know, she said that the most important thing she learned on the path to partnership was learning to ask for what she needs. Yeah, that was a that was a great story, Wayne. Of course, I identify with uh, Ari and and Zingermans, and of course, I identify with you also. Um, great story. We're not going to get through everything, folks. Um, you're going to need to buy this book, and you need to go on these websites, 
and to, to uh, get all the value out of it. But here, I got a couple more questions for us. So you also talk about how important a network is and figuring out who to ask. So talk to me about that, Wayne. Yeah, that's right. We usually think about the usual suspects when we think about who to ask. Now, sometimes you know right from the beginning who it is. Maybe it's the boss you have to ask for or someone in your community or a family member. But I encourage people to think outside the circle of usual suspects. And Mm -hmm. I'll give a couple of examples. Um, sometimes our dormant connections are really valuable mm-hmm. uh, sources of help and assistance. So a dormant connection is someone that you once had a relationship with, uh, but your life's then gone in different directions and you haven't stayed in touch. Now, a lot of people would be very reluctant to reactivate a dormant connection, um, but the research here can help us update that belief because the research says that most of the time our dormant connections are delighted to hear from us, glad to have the tie reactivated, and willing and able to help. And they're actually an even better source of help and assistance because because your lives have gone in different directions. What they know and who they know is really different from what you know and who you know. That is so important, Wayne. I was so thrilled to see that in the book. I've seen that with others. I've seen that in my own life and in the Business Builder Show. Um, That is so important. So let's talk about team success and cover two things, the reciprocity ring, and I do want to spend a little time on what's called the Ford guideline. So let's talk about the ring first. Okay. Yeah. So the reciprocity ring, remember that was the the origin uh, of this whole idea, um, is a team activity. It's done in groups of 20 to 24. When we have larger groups, we divide them up. The largest group we've done so far was 900 people at the same time. Uh, and we had a lot of facilitators running the, the different groups. Mm-hmm. But it's a process where the uh, you know a facilitator will lead you through uh, making your request for something that you need. Um, if we have enough time, if we have two and a half hours for the activity, we'll do two rounds. Mm-hmm. The first one is a personal request round. The second is work related. And what people find is that you everyone has to make a request. So psychologically, it's a lot safer if you know that everyone's in the same boat. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to make a request if the spotlight's on you and no one else is going to take the right, risk. Right. But here. The request is the ticket of admissions, and that's one of the one of the the keys to the reciprocity rings that everyone's going to make a request, um, and then it taps into the natural generosity that people have. And so I may make a request, but I find I spend most of my helping my time helping other people meet their request, either by I've got the resource and I can share it, or I could tap my network and make a a connection for the person. Uh, so so far, over two hundred thousand people wow. around the world who have done it. It's been done yeah. in twelve different languages. And uh, as I mentioned before, uh, we wanted to expand it even more. And that's why we created Givitas, which is the 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 super digital version of that reciprocity ring. So if a company uh, leader or business leader is listening, what's the best site to go for that? Is that the book website also or Givitas? Then we go to the Givitas site or actually to the company site, which is giveandtakeinc.com. So giveandtakeinc.com. And you can get information about the reciprocity ring as well as uh, Givitas, the digital platform. Okay, I'll put all these in the show notes. Now, um, I think you want this to happen, but I read your book, and I've already applied the Ford guidelines to three different clients. Hmm. Wayne, it kicks butt, (laughs) (laughs) if I can put it bluntly. Um, Remarkable, because I do a lot of visioning, and I steal that from Ari Weinswig, Um, you know, but... um, Remarkable. Tell people 
about this in terms of team success and 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 leading through a team activity or leading any team. Talk to us about the Ford guidelines. So sometimes uh, before we use one of the tools like the reciprocity ring or others that I write about in the book, um, I, you know, I find that a, that a team is kind of a team in name only, and they don't they don't really know each other very well. Mm-hmm. And I always think it's better to to start with more of a personal connection. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I did this recently with a group of executives in Canada um, who were from they were actually plant managers from all over. So they weren't a team per se, but they're all running different plants, and they were all getting together. And I said, okay, here's what I have you do. I'm going to have you pair up three times. Um, and so it'll be a, with a different person each time and in each pair, you'll have 10 minutes. So that'll be 30 minutes in total. And I said in that 10 minutes, you can talk about anything you want, but it cannot be related to work, your career or the industry. Um, and I actually was at a time of, um, big hockey playoffs. I said, and nothing Mm -hmm. about hockey either because, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. people go right there talking about sports. Yeah. And they said, well, what are we going to talk about? And so I mentioned the Ford guidelines. Um, and so it is really helpful if you're ever in a situation you're not sure what to to uh, to talk about or how to start a conversation. The Ford uh, guidelines are really helpful. Yeah. Uh, so F is family. Talk about family. Ask people about their family. Uh, the O is for occupation. Uh, that would be your job, your occupation. Now, with the example I just gave, I crossed out the O when I said you can't talk about the O, right? Because right? I just want you <laughs> right. to share things about your personal life. Sure. The R is for uh, recreation, um, your hobbies, what you do for fun, do you play sports, or do your kids or other people talk about that? And then the D is for dreams and aspirations. Uh, you know, what is it, what's your dream in life? What are your big aspirations for you and your family? Um, you know, so if you talk about those things, it was amazing. These plant managers were all pretty standoffish in the beginning when we started the activity. And at the end, you could just see they were smiling. Yeah. They were standing close together. They were shaking hands. And that yeah. really created a foundation where they just got to know each other better um, by going through that. And, and I'm I'm sharing with you that I've done it. And uh, whenever I read the book a month or two ago, uh, I have the early uh, copy. Uh, I applied that in two visioning sessions where we were just starting the process. Now, these are clients, but we were just starting that process. Wayne, it was remarkable, especially the dreams part, because we said, okay, remember you said half hour ago, you see yourself, blah, 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 whatever. Well, that should be part of your vision for 2025 or 2030, whatever we're doing. So it, it, it allowed me to coach through that process so much more. I'll send you a note on it, you know, later on. I'll send you an email and tell you more about it because it was it was fantastic, you know. So That's I, I don't want to talk about that. me other than how that worked. All right? All right. Great. Page 149. We're, we need to start wrapping up here. One Page 149. It says, that's why recognizing, appreciating, and rewarding those who ask is as critical as doing the same for those who answer now, hopefully everybody paid close attention to that. So explain the significance of that comment. Well, people tend to do what they're recognized for and what they're rewarded for. Now, that recognition can be informal um, or it could be part of, say, a performance uh, review. Um, but most systems that I've seen in the workplace are oriented towards 
um, the helping, the giving part, and that should be a critical part of it. You know, have mm-hmm. you know, have you helped other people? Are you a generous person? But we know from both experience and research is that it's the request that really drives the whole process. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't know what anyone needs. I'm not telepathic. I can't read people's minds. Right. I don't know until people ask. So it's just as critical or even more critical that you reward and recognize those who are willing to make a request, those who ask. That's what really drives the whole process. Now, it could be as simple as the boss saying, um, you know, you know, Marty, you made a request for X, and I just want to acknowledge that that was really critical because it's going to help us to figure out how to do X, Y, and Z. And you know, and and we all want to make sure that we, you know, that we make requests. Um, yep. You know, I know, IDEO, the you know the well-known sure, sure. Uh, design firm, Tim Brown, sure, yeah, yeah. So they're they're known for their culture of helping. And I interviewed some people there um, when I was researching the book, and they said, well, you know, the reason why we have a culture of helping is because we have a culture of asking for help. So solid. So solid. Yeah. Again, that's, uh, this uh, book is loaded with insights like this folks. Um, yeah, it all starts with the ask. So we're going to wrap up, uh, Wayne, it's again, it's unfortunate that we only have this limited amount of time. They have to buy the book. Um, but what did we miss that you'd like to close with or something I didn't ask you? Do you want to make sure you want to get that message out? Well, I've seen the incredible difference this approach and these methods have made in individuals' lives as well as teams and organizations. Um, and I would invite people to uh, to experiment, uh, to try it for a period of time. Uh, we actually have a lot of free resources available on the, the website. All you have to do is ask. The assessment, for example, is free. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an infographic that outlines this process that is also free, and I invite people to mm-hmm. download that and to freely share with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be my advice. Go there. Um, you know, our interview, Marty, that's going to be up there when it's published as well. It, you know, use some of those resources to think about, you know, how you can apply these methods to make a difference in your life. Well, it made a difference for me professionally, and now I know I need to ask more. I'm going to think of something I can ask you for beyond this interview. So I'll think of something, you know, in the next couple of days, Wayne, and I'll send you an email. How about that, my friend? I would welcome that. <laughs> I'm sure you would. So my guest has been Dr. Wayne Baker. He's at the University of Michigan. The book is All You Have to Do is Ask how to master the most important skill for success, and I would agree with that. Wayne, thank you so much for being part of the Business Builder Show. Oh, thank you, Marty. Glad to be on the show. Thank you so much for listening to the Business Builder Show. To learn more about me, and I'm Marty Wolf, go to MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com. That's MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com. To learn more about Kelly Hoey, go to her website, which is jkellyhoey.co. That's jkellyhoey.co. And of course, you can find Kelly and Marty on LinkedIn and Twitter. A reminder, you can find all our Business Builders shows on iTunes, Spotify, and on your favorite podcast app. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders show with Marty Wolf.